<laughs> I'm bringing him back. <laughs> you just have to do a specific ritual. If you do the ultimate warrior ritual, which is forbidden text. Bunch, bunch of steroids in a love's bathroom. That's yeah. the ritual. <laughs> then you, you too can be possessed by the spirit of the ultimate warrior. <laughs> Using a hep, you just use a hep C needle to do steroids in a love's bathroom. And you will, your face will become instantly painted. That is a really, yell. that's a really simple ritual, right? Folks, don't try this at home. Thanks for listening. No, try it at the loves. <laughs> try it at the <laughs> The CIA killed JFK. There's Martians under the DIA. Guess there's nothing left to say, but birds ain't real. Disney's got a frozen head. Paul McCartney might be dead. The news wants you to be misled, cause birds ain't real. Moon is hollow, Earth is flat, government invented crack. The only thing we know for fact is birds ain't real. Here's two questions, I guess, to start off like, you know, um, because like it's hard for me to pick a uh, favorite wrestler. So if you got one of those, you know, you could obviously mention it, but I don't know. Top one. Um, Razor Ramon, that's a cool one to have, or Jake, or Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake got so, me into wrestling. Um, yeah, so that you know touches in like what got you first got you into professional wrestling, and what was that like? And then I guess was like um, a moment that got you um, that you thought was real, maybe in your adolescence. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wrestling's not real. <laughs> okay we said you weren't gonna do that <laughs> well, no 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 we said if he's gonna do it he has to do it all the time okay yeah yeah, so, um, <laughs> um, yeah no. uh, i hate to break it to you but it is um you know scripted and i always have an issue with people saying or it's more predetermined i guess the results are predetermined and i always have an issue with people saying it's you know, fake because no one says that about like any other, you know, form like of like boxing, social media, boxing where uh, everybody knows who's going to win because it's fucking rigged. Yeah. Boxing has like more actual like evidence of like rigged decisions and stuff and people being able to like, you know, uh, fill their gloves or whatever. But, you know, no one talks about like, you know, ER and being like, you know, those, you know, they aren't George, real doctors. George Clooney's not actually a doctor, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, like Chris Hemsworth is not actually like a, like is not actually. He thinker. isn't that hot. Those are, those are special effects. I, I think Chris <laughs> Hemsworth is that hot. <laughs> okay. Saw, so. Okay. So what but, I, I know exactly what got me into wrestling uh, Saturday mornings. I don't even remember what it was called anymore. It was before the. Before it was even before there was SmackDown on Thursdays, like it was just Raw and Nitro, and then on Saturday mornings there was like the B team for the WWF, and like Rocky Maivia started on there. Mark Henry, D'Lo Brown, I those three guys I remember watching them do cool shit, and that's when I really started watching wrestling. Jake the Snake let a cobra eat up on Macho Man, and that's when I fucking just knew it was real. The blood, the just the viciousness of the snake just latching on, man. And Jake the Snake, like holding the holding that coat, dude. I just knew it was real when that and shit Macho went Man out. was an agony. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, was tied up. There was blood. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I knew that was it real as shit. Real. 
So what about you, Al? I, I can't put my, like I, when you asked this earlier, I've been trying to put my finger on it like all day, but I can't remember. I just remember like the end of elementary school, all the way through middle school. I watched, I watched professional wrestling. Like, I think I remember, gosh, no, I just remember knowing that like Booker T and Goldust, who were my favorites, were the best tag team of all time. And I would get really into it. And I, would, I, I really believe that they were fighting each other, like trying to kill each other because that's what my adolescent brain told me. Just like, yeah, fucking get him. Guy painted gold. And then like, oh, what was the Booker T's move? The, you know, well, he had the, you si- know, the sidewalk slam, bro. He had the scissor kick, you know, and then the bookend um, it was his like version of the rock bottom. Yeah, the bookend. That's where you'd like pick him up, right? Mm-hmm. He'd like slap his hand. Yeah. I just remember, yeah, I can't tell you when I got into it, but I just know it took uh, took up a lot of my like end of elementary school all the way through middle school life. And then I forgot all about it until you and I started hanging out and doing like sausage fests later in life. So when you got into wrestling, uh, Goldust and Booker T were... Uh, a tag team together that's what i remember that's the thing that i remember the most that's the thing i remember you should check caring out, about the most you should check out you know why he you know became gold dust you know that's he was a pretty creepy dude back in the day um and he basically <laughs> used you know homophobia uh to make him a bad guy you know because uh, he, he wasn't even you know explicitly gay he was just androgynous you know for the most part but um gold dust book booker t you know razor ramon jake the snake all badass awesome guys uh rest in peace scott hall the crazy thing is fucking booker t and gold dust still wrestle these are um, elderly people you know i booker t like wrestled this past weekend you know and it was like a one-off so he's you know more so uh retired but like rick flair's got another match coming up you know his last match supposedly and who knows if it's actually the his 88th list. last match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Dustin Rhodes is still wrestling, you know, every single week. So, but the craziest or like what got me into wrestling, I think was mainly like a video game. You know, it was uh, not even the good Nintendo 64 uh, video games. I think it was called like Warzone. And it was pretty shitty, but it got me like introduced to, you know, some of the people on the roster. And then I remember, you know, really liking, you know, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in the game, you know, because that's like a name I had heard. And then my brother really liked, you know, The Rock. Um, And we both liked, you know, Mankind or McFoley. Well, everybody, every, every McFoley character was awesome. And, um, you know, this is one of the earliest disappointments from my father. But, you know, he was telling us that he was going to, like, order a Survivor Series. It was the Survivor Series that, you know, The Rock basically became, you know, uh, larger than life and, like, got to that, like, main event status uh, because he ended up aligning himself with the corporation and becoming the uh, corporate champion um, when previously he was the people's champ. So uh, I was disappointed that we didn't get that, but... um, you know, the thing that really took it off for me was this 
ladder match between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys at No Mercy uh, the following year. And they're fighting over the managerial services of Terry Runnels, who was actually Goldust's wife um, in real life and on screen. And, you know, she was, you know, a smoke show, obviously. And I think that they uh, were implying that they would, like the winner would also get to like bang her as, <laughs> you know. And that's um, right. On, that's right on bread brand for edge too. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, uh, cause I don't remember her necessarily being an effective manager um, at all. I just remember her being hot, um, but it was the most insane thing I've ever seen. They're like smashing each other with ladders, like doing like somersaults off the ladders. And it was like re- really revolutionary uh, for, you know, the industry itself. And, you know, it ended up, you know, leading to, you know, PLC matches with the Dudley boys included. Uh, with those two other teams and it was super fucking cool i was basically watching it every time i got you know when smackdown first debuted it was on like super late at night because it was weird time and, on a weird and, channel like wg or some it shit was like UPN. it was UPN. Yeah, yeah 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 so i'd stay up super late to like you know have it on according to the tv guide and sometimes it like wouldn't actually be there it was the same way for like watching ecw early on and but I remember this time as a child, you know, my favorite wrestler at the time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, was kidnapped by The Undertaker and, um, you know, sedated. And then uh, he ended up, you know, uh, The Undertaker was going to embalm him uh, live on screen. And you know, it's crazy uh, our young minds believed this shit. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> here, I'll bring up a... Uh, I'll bring up a uh, video. My yeah. grandma used to take us to Kroger to uh, rent VHSs of past pay-per-views. Yeah, and that was like <laughs> the best thing. You know, that was a good way to like watch like old, you know, stuff was having the ability to hit uh, up King Supers. You know, hit, yeah, hit up King Supers, you know, when they had videos for them or like even Blockbuster had like a, you know, a little section dedicated to, you know, the pay-per-views. I mean, still can't, um, my my young brain believed a lot of stupid stuff though like you know like noah's ark god like <laughs> I could, like that i couldn't jerk off or else i was going to hell like i believed in a lot stupider stuff than professional wrestling for sure <laughs> uh can you uh youtube this video because i don't have the ability to uh yeah of course share my screen uh but just like look uh you know we don't have to play any audio from it but we could do a basic uh uh, rundown of the video because it was really insane and like it was like one of those times where like i like at different parts i had like had my parents you know uh turn it off because i was like freaking out and um and then i like wanted to see like one like i was like court you know like somehow he's got to you know they're not gonna just like kill somebody on tv and like that was another thing that was shocking to me. It's like, how are the, you know, like where are the police officers? <laughs> like, um, so that was also the time that I uh, became, you know, a cab uh, and realized that you know, police uh, are, you know, not um, useful for anything other than you know enforcing traffic laws because they weren't able to uh, help my uh, guy. But yeah, Google um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bomb. And it should be like the first one from like the official 
WWE. This is when they're fucking Paul Bear, dude. I loved that guy. Yeah. So Paul Bear, see, that was an effective manager. All right. So what was that? Uh, what was that? Was that X Pac? What the fuck was that guy's name? Uh, Road Dog. Road Dog. Yeah, the New Age Outlaws. So they roll up to the um, mortuary in a hearse. Paul Bear driving Undertaker bodyguard shotgun. You know, they pull Stone Cold Steve Austin out of the, uh, you know, um, out of the uh, trunk of the car, and he's wearing shorts in. like always. They're bringing him into, uh, you know, uh, laying him down on the embalming table. And now the crazy thing is, is, you know, uh, Paul Bear actually was a um, a real life mortician for a time. So that led to the credibility of uh, this actually being real. And, you know, here you got, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin laying incapacitated, Undertaker saying some pretty scary shit, basically, um, you know, talking about making a sacrifice because, you know, that was a time that he was basically sacrificing multiple wrestlers to build up his ministry of darkness. And he had like almost like a, um, you know, a cooler looking crucifix, you know, like I think more people would be into Christianity if it was like the Undertaker's crucifix. What was the guy like, that Gangrel? Was that a guy in his in his crew? Gangrel was a vampire on his own. Okay. okay. So okay. <clears throat> And Sorry. he came with Sorry, the group, but they joined, they joined the Ministry of Darkness, you know. But he, uh, you know, kidnapped King Mabel, uh, who became Viscera. He uh, kidnapped one of the uh, goblins, which who uh, became, um, you know, Midian. You know what I love? You know what I love about this? That that thing that was just stuck to his chest was a hose that was connected to nothing, and then that was just a, a sticky thing on his chest. And our adolescent minds believed this. I mean, it's, you know, I, even now, like, I'm still, like, kind of getting goosebumps, but. This um, is a really good soap opera. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, he also kidnapped, you know, John Bradshaw and uh, Farouk, uh, who became the acolytes under the Ministry of Darkness. And, you know, at this point, I'm thinking Stone Cold Steve Austin's fucked. You know, um, you know, he's. You know, I thought, you know, part of me thought he was already dead, you know, because, uh, you know, you don't embalm someone that's alive, which makes it even more. Well, I'm glad your adolescent brain was thinking with a little bit of. Uh, I, I tried using some reasoning logic, and yeah. logic, you know, and come to think of it, I'm not even for sure if Paul Bear is actually a former uh, mortician um, or if that's just, you know, wrestling fake news that. <laughs> Buried that, like, in my subconscious but yeah like right here you know he has the embalming needle is about to stab it and then kane the undertaker's brother who was burnt alive comes uh and then saves the day and then paul bear tries to finish the job only for stone cold steve austin to come to you know he's stumbling out barefoot undertaker is incapacitated by kane and that's basically what goes down then so i was like you know, I remember watching it with like looking through my hands and uh, being so thankful that Stone Cold got away and like being thankful for Kane, uh, who now is, you know, he was known as the big red machine, but now he's, you know, I like to think of him as the big red uh, dickhead because he is the mayor of like the third largest county in Tennessee. 
and he is like you know super like own the lips like you know um like he like congratulated and applauded when roe v wade was um you know struck down so he's kind of turned into a dick um but i think you're um, glazing over something really important here he's a fucking mayor yeah he's a mayor you know he's into uh he's uh you know he doesn't wear the mask anymore jesse uh, ventura was a name. governor dude yeah jesse ventura <laughs> another professional wrestler and conspiracy theorist was the governor of minnesota so um it's really you know and you know vince mcmahon's wife linda was actually a cabinet member under donald trump so it's not you know uncommon i guess for you know um on-screen personalities to become ronald reagan was an actor yeah um also a dickhead you know and like (laughs) the rock on his uh show young rock which is like a biopic it's like in the you know it's it's Samoan everybody hates chris you know basically (laughs) that's pretty funny uh but it's like um you know uh narrated from the future point of view of the rock who's you know in the middle of his campaign for president so like i think it's like a pretty like meta you know type you know that's um, idiocracy happening in front of our face not the rock becoming president you know the rock's a big old meat-headed douchebag dude just because he's lovable doesn't mean he's not a meat-headed douchebag. Like, are you really hating on him for like... I, I no, think I love him. Shame. He's awesome, but he's still... You don't want a meathead? I mean, I'd rather like a meaty head than like the head that's, you know, on our current president's shoulders. You know? Yeah, and I even voted head? for that guy. Huh? I, I did not. I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for haircut. I got my hair kind of done like his today, but mine actually looks good. <laughs> <laughs> One's got dementia, one's got a haircut. They both yeah. suck at tweeting. <laughs> Donald Trump was actually, I think, objectively good at tweeting, but this is not a political podcast. This is a wrestling and conspiracy podcast. So welcome to Birds Ain't Real. Now, today we're going to go through more of the obscure uh, conspiracies surrounding you know, uh, professional wrestling. Uh, touching a lot on you know the wwe wwf which if you didn't know was sued by the world wildlife foundation and that's why they had to drop the f but um yeah so some of the more like you know um you know bigger like i guess dark stories you know are like the owen hart death you know um the montreal screw job you know was that really like planned or you know was it work you know um who really knows? But those have been covered in depth. And, you know, there's actually a great series, you know, I think created through Vice, um, which is called Dark Side of the Ring. And it covers a lot of like the crazier stories in wrestling, such as, you know, the death of, you know, Bruiser Brody, who was basically, you know, going to be, you know, one of the like most badass wrestlers. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, was. Um, the most, you know, um, one of the most badass wrestlers, but he, his career was cut short because he was murdered in a uh, uh, dressing room. But uh, Bruiser Brody was like a legitimate badass back when, you know, you know, wrestling was filled with them. Dude, the but, char- characters back then, it was the greatest soap opera of all time. It was a soap opera for fucking manly men. 
the crazy the South thing Park about episode. It, Have you seen the South Park wrestling yeah. episode? You know that co- that sums up the you know soap opery feel to it uh, quite well. But you know, like back in Bruiser Brody's day, everyone thought wrestling was real, and you're stupid if you thought it was you know fake because that black and white with him with his face all busted up. You would there's no way you would think, oh yeah, this guy did this as acting. Yeah, exactly, and like you know. Um, no one, you know, uh, everyone at that time was protecting the business. So the nineties was full of snitches. There was that dude that did the magician thing that told on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was all sorts of, uh, tell alls in the wrestling world. It was those tell alls, you know, that basically, you know, started to hurt the business and where people were like, Oh, this isn't real. It, they may have been the best thing for the business because they doubled down on how real they could make it seem. That's where you get your mankinds and your Hardy Boys coming from the the ECW to the mainstream. Yeah, it was uh, f- funny because a uh, you know reporter. Uh, if you look up like Doctor Death um, or Doctor D, you know uh, Slap, it's uh, one of the most famous. Like, uh, I'm not falling for that. Googling Doctor D Slap again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, YouTube, um, but uh, let's see here. I'll pull up because it was this uh, reporter named John Stossel, who I think worked for like 60 minutes or 2020 at the time. And he did the you know story that basically he got a wrestler who was like super jaded that showed him, you know, how to throw a worked punch and all that stuff. But the, Yeah. I remember watching that document or the, the interview and being heartbroken now and then and then figuring out how to torture my brother even better (laughs) yeah exactly um part of this is this is part of the um i don't know if they actually showed it inside that report but this was part of the story i believed tag team partner of eddie mansfield a wrestler who's just told us how every match is fake I asked Schultz questions that I assume all wrestlers have been asked dozens of times. What? Is this a good business? Yeah, it's a good business. I wouldn't be in it if it wasn't. Why is it a good business? Because only the tough survive. That's the reason you ain't in it. And this punk holding the camera reading he ain't in it. Reading these rednecks out here ain't in it because it's a tough business. That's terrific. Wait, is that all you got? I'll ask you the standard question. You know? Standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? Slaps the shit out of the reporter. Huh? What the hell's wrong so, with you? That's open hand slap, huh? You think it's fake? Yeah, and then does it again. So, um, you know, that's how, you know, most wrestlers, you know, feel when you're, you know, uh, tell them that wrestling is fake. But, you know, as far as the, um, that story, you know, that's covered on the story of Dark Side of the Ring, you know, which is a great story that, or a great series that has tons of different, you know, uh, wrestling stories that are more obscure and sometimes, you know, just like um, more popular, but actually like breaking them down and they have, you know, it's really well done. So it's worth checking out. That's like our, my endorsement of the day. But I'm going to be talking about some of the more obscure shit and we could explore this. So we're going to mainly need to be like Googling stuff to like, you know, look at, you know, pictures and, um, you know, everyone could follow along. The first one is a more, you know, uh, recent one. It gets more and more interesting every single day. But, you know, several years ago, there was a uh, brand new competitor to the World Wrestling uh, Entertainment 
monopoly over professional wrestling, at least televised professional wrestling. And uh, that's called uh, All Elite Wrestling. That's actually what I personally like watching. It's on uh, TBS and TNT. But it was started by... uh so it's fat, fat Chris Jericho. No, he actually, you know, has uh, got a six-pack again. Wow. Like, I think he stopped drinking or something like that. He was a bloated up fat piece of shit. He was pretty bloated and uh, fat looking. He looked more like, um, you know, if you were to look up uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. Um, he was starting to look like Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg, I, did, I just hair. looked at Greg the Hammer Valentine now, and you're correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, but the funny thing is Greg the Hammer Valentine always had that body, but was like seen as a legitimate tough guy. But uh, as far as uh, that company is concerned, it's owned by a man named Tony Khan, who is actually the son of the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who is a billionaire. So they had the money, the back end, they had the TV deal and, you know, they've signed you know, big names and even sign big names from, you know, WWE. So um, it is, you know, a competitive and real, you know, threat to, you know, WWE as far as, you know, the top wrestling company. They're still, you know, kind of in their infancy a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, the conspiracy is that Tony Khan, uh, the owner of AEW, is actually related to one of the top executives in WWE who recently got hired. Um, his name is Nick Khan. You know, so they have the same last name. Just um, a couple of con men, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey uh, um, but you know, the yeah, the rumor is that they're um I, I actually don't think it's a rumor because I think this stuff is probably like verifiable, you know, um, through, you know you know, probably like ancestry.com or, you know, a lot of other things, but Nick Khan is supposedly Tony Khan, you know, related to Tony Khan in some way. And the theory is that Nick Khan is actually a plant to, uh, you know, try to sabotage the uh, world wrestling entertainment organization. I mean, they have similar complexions. So when we're talking about this as a conspiracy like to legitimately sabotage them. Like this is yeah, like you a, a Google game. these guys so that we could like see them. I um, gotcha. Or okay. one of you. Um, I'm having trouble oh. talking and Googling at the same time. Is it a con K A H N? K H A N. Yeah. K H A N. Like Genghis. Like so Genghis? Tony are they, are they Genghis? And Nick Khan. They might be related to Genghis. Yeah. He does have the most, uh, direct relatives of anybody on the planet yes they are very uh racially ambiguous both of so them. i mean are they related i don't know maybe like it would be the, the perfect it'd be the perfect fucking business scheme though so the crazy thing about this though is since nick khan has come into wwe he's basically virtually taken over the company himself People have this meme, you know, and wrestling Twitter has this meme where it's Nick Khan rising above, uh, rising up like um, to the different, you know, uh, opponents like in the original Mortal Kombat game. And, you know, for instance, like Stephanie McMahon 
you know, uh, left the company, you know, after Nick Khan was there. The same with Shane. Uh, Triple H was ousted, you know, and Triple H isn't with the WWE anymore. Well, he's, you know, come back, but he's like not in the same type of executive role that he was in previously. But, you know, I always uh, was in love with Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> I there was part of me that wanted to you know marry her too, so that I could basically pull Triple H and you know become a part of the company. But um, Daddy, Daddy's company. You know, uh, uh, she was basically ousted, and then you know uh, recently, you know the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, reported that Vince McMahon's paid you know millions and millions of dollars to and made women sign NDAs to cover up, you know, extramarital affairs, as well as like times that he like coerced women into, you know, sex. Full on sexual assaults. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, wrong. And the crazy thing about it is he used company funds for it. And this is a publicly traded company. Now um, people think that the leaker of this information is one Mr. Nick Khan. Dude. Okay. Take over the final boss. Cause that's the only person left um standing and then he's the company's his then essentially yeah because he would be the top executive you know i mean of course you know vince would still have his stock you know but you know they're probably not going to allow him to be you know voting board member or anything like that here's my deal this is all just a wwe gimmick and AEW will merge with them through nick khan taking over his nephew in a winner-take-all company-versus-company match. See, that would be cool, but the thing about it is is with Tony Khan's daddy, he has, you know, way more money and capital to back him. Then, then oh, so, dude, this is a, it's a screw job. Because if you look over, like, Vince McMahon's, you know, um, net worth, I want to say it's like, you know, maybe it's like one billion. You know? How old um, is Vince McMahon nowadays? Um, He's 76, so he's old as shit. Um, but still, I guess, getting... You know, 76 is the new 74. So $2 billion, $2 billion. And then uh, look up, uh, uh, I think his name's Sadiq uh, Khan, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars owner. Dude, that is the... Uh, no, not that. To... Okay, that was the mayor of former not, mayor. Of not the mayor of London. That's why. Uh, uh, look up um, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, owner. Oh, Shad Khan. Yeah, it's uh, Shahid Khan. Shahid Dude, Khan. Yeah, 7.3 billion. Shit, bro. 7.3 billion net worth that guy has. So he owns the Jacksonville Jaguars too. So he could, you know, essentially probably get a first, get a first net worth, get a first round draft pick. Yeah, we'll trade you. You know, we'll trade you our first round pick for John Cena. Right, looks, John Cena. He looks like a he looks like a Middle Eastern Ron Jeremy. Continue. Now, does he, he look like he's related to you know Nick Khan? Maybe, yeah. He looks like a uh, like you know Charlie Chaplin kind of looked like Hitler. Mm-hmm. He's got the same facial structure as Saddam Hussein, like chubby cheeks, big forehead. Mm. He, like if like he like basically he looked, like was like a warmonger for most of his life he, well no 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 charlie he would chaplin have a, like more charlie chaplin wear. was an entertainer and hitler was a warmonger yeah this i know dude. i'm saying but like you know saddam hussein like if you know <laughs> shahid khan if shahid khan had um 
Sports uh, Illustrated reported on that. Is Sahid Khan actually Saddam Hussein? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, I feel like he, uh, you know, if he was like seen war or the effects of war, he'd be like more aged and like he's Pakistani. You know, fresh though, looking. Huh? Oh, he yeah. He looks like he looks like he could be a Bollywood star, too. What's Nick? Fucking... Con- what's Nick Khan's race? If he's Pakistani, then we know something's up. Ethnicity. Oh, he looks definitely, you know, more brown there. So let's see here. Um, oh, it might be under. Biography. There we go. Personal life. It's not going to be under personal life. That's like who he's married to. Go, go. Oh, wait. Birthplace not known. Nationality American. So he could be a fucking made up person. You know that. Um, he's, he's very racially ambiguous. He could be Italian. He could be. He could be. A well, look at the dude. top picture of him now on that thing that's that's the that looks most pakistani that looks like a white guy look this looks like steve that doesn't look like steve dude i mean it looks i looks like mean a that, steve he looks more pakistani there than he does and he looks person. like that comedian that was that had this tv show the critic john lovitz he looks like john lovitz <laughs> so um yeah i don't think he you know like there's got to be so hasn't this guy taken a census like how do we not know his race (laughs) but um so um, that that kind of feeds on my theory that uh this is all this wwe gimmick and they're trying to make the cons look like idiots trying to know but but the the thing is is it's not working the cons are making wwe look like idiots because you know vince mcmahon's been ousted as like a known sexual predator as you know not just a character he plays on tv yeah he you know had like an ancestral storyline with his daughter pakistani american billionaire father sahid oh that's tony we're looking at tony (laughs) oh Oh, my god i thought we were looking at nick the smoking gun they're brothers so So this guy this guy is a a ghost basically yeah i mean the the rock knew him when he was a uh you know um, young child because he, uh, he was a family friend of uh, The Rock. He looks but, like he could be Samoan too. So maybe The Rock's trying to screw over WWE, but yeah, that's one of the newer, that's like the newest actually. It's genius if, if it's true and that these people if Fat Jericho takes down the WWE, that would be insane. He's not fat anymore. Like, can you well, but still, Jericho uh, body transformation. I watched the very first AEW and never watched another one again because of Fat Jericho. I mean, Fat Jericho could still wrestle though, so that's you know a good thing. So, um, but yeah, so I I don't know if they're actually you know um, related or not, but that would be you know pretty interesting. It'd be ingenious, dude. It'd be the greatest, the greatest scam there ever was. And not even a scam. It's that's gangster shit, dude. That's spy shit. I think that's the makings game. of an amazing movie. Right? You know, we should make that movie. Um, even if it's not true, we make the movie. Exactly. I call being Vince <laughs> McMahon. I watched this great wrestling movie the other night on Netflix called Main Event came out like two years ago and it's about a boy who finds a magical luchador mask that basically gives him like superpowers 
I mean, like uses it to like become a professional wrestler instead, but uh, it's pretty, you know, so lighthearted. It, it's like, it's comedy. like Mike, but with a, yeah, it's, la- it's wrestling uh, like Mike. So, okay. Now, um, but it's not like Rey Mysterio's mask or anything like that. So yeah. Some, like random magical luchador mask, but you know, that was a movie. So we definitely know that that was fake, but going for uh, moving forward, do you guys ever remember hearing about um, the Ultimate Warrior dying in the nineties? Oh, are you throwing Mandela effects at us? You know this. I mean, this is not necessarily a Mandela effect, but you know, Ultimate Warrior that died. <clears throat> I do remember the Ultimate Warrior dying in the nineties. To tell you the truth, yeah, the you know the Ultimate Warrior actually died. You know, like uh, yeah, eight years ago. You know, right after he was. Uh, enshrined into the WWE Hall of Fame. Is his real last name Warrior? Because his wife's name is Dana he, Warrior. Yeah, I think he changed it to uh, his name was like Jim Helwig is his actual name, but he may have actually like changed his name to like Warrior, you know. Um, oh yeah, Warrior. Born Jim, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that should tell you like what this guy's uh, like, but um, if you uh, look up warrior and uh wcw he is basically shrunk in size is like if you look at that second picture for instance and then like maybe in another tab pull up uh like the ultimate warrior is there any of him him with rowdy rowdy piper and dallas time is deb and dallas page though to give us a reference <sighs> see that's the thing because with mean, the with the paint on i could never recognize the guy maybe do ultimate warrior replace um, cause there's some comparative photos, but basically people think that, um, you know, the ultimate warrior actually, uh, died and was, uh, replaced by Carrie Von Eric, one of the, uh, of the fair famous, uh, dude, I remember fans. my dad telling me about this. So still big, but still a little bit smaller now. Like, I think it was related to, you know, the steroid investigation that everyone was going through. And you know, uh the WWE. Yeah, look at this uh dude, those uh, are two click one hundred percent two different people. Those two look the same though, kinda. They just okay. one has one has a dumb look on his face. That was the one I wanted to see though, just in case, you know, that was the smoking gun. But um <laughs> but this is gonna yeah. be another one of those like uh the celebrity hour that we had where it's just like these two can't be the same people because okay, so here's here's the deal. That guy looks like that guy, but they also look like D. Snyder. The I Robbie... don't think they look like D. Snyder at all. <laughs> dude. D. Snyder wasn't that yoke, dude. No, no, no. Face. Face looks like D. Snyder. Just like because maybe of the with makeup, makeup. Makeup and the <laughs> yeah, nose. Dude, 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 the makeup D. and the Snyder nose. Is, uh... D. Snyder was actually the ultimate warrior. That's a new conspiracy that we're starting here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like... You know, maybe he, um, you know, died and was replaced by, you know, Carrie Von Eric, who also died. But then who's playing, you know, the ultimate warrior, you know, after Carrie Von Eric died? Uh, that's another conspiracy that's added to the. When ultimate did warrior. when did Carrie Von Eric die? Um, Whatever the fuck his name is. I do not know. Let's see. Was that that was the 2014 or what? Uh, no, that was a. Uh, uh, the guy that uh, supposedly replaced, you know, Jim Helwig as the Ultimate Warrior. But yeah, Carrie Von Eric died in nineteen three. So 
that but, means you know if the original Ultimate Warrior as well as Carrie Von Eric died in the early nineties, then ipso facto they had to get a new replacement for him. I don't know who that person is. Uh, another fun fact is uh, Carrie Von Eric had an amputated foot and like would like use his loaded boot basically with his like prosthetic to like knock dudes out basically as part of his finisher um but yeah so basically from 1993 to 2014 there was a person other than jim helwig that did the ultimate warrior win an oscar no (laughs) what did the ultimate warrior win an oscar but he didn't. He, but what would he have won an what Oscar would he want for? A, uh, yeah, exactly. for professional wrestling, cinematography. Yeah. Well, he, he won a Slammy. Was he in the the cult classic The Warriors? No, oh, <laughs> dude. Maybe is he based? Is the Ultimate Warrior based off the Warriors? <laughs> I don't know. I think you know. Could, no, definitely not because like his, home, his he has a different home planet than Earth. So, (laughs) but yeah, so you know, Ultimate Warrior, you know, has been dead since 1993. Dana Warrior is married to an imposter. Actually, look up when uh, Dana uh, Warrior um, married Jim Helwig from 1999 to 2014, only five years. So, she wouldn't have even known that he's not the real Ultimate Warrior. So they got married after the real Ultimate Warrior. Is that a picture of her in the big show? Years after. It's likely. Yeah. That's the big show. So, um, so yeah, that's another obscure, one of the, you know, more obscure, uh, I guess, uh, conspiracies that is going on with Ultimate Warrior. So that's a fun one, though. That goes back to it, just like yeah, a celebrity like death replacement one that we that we covered before, like exactly. Uh, so like basically, and it's, like, it's also a Mandela effect. Yeah, I my dad my dad told me that shit like it was the truth, and that was the, that was the crazy thing about that whole deal is I need you to sit down. I have something important to tell you. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate warrior is dead with yeah, the same. Dude. With the same sort of gravitas that, like, his father told him that fucking JFK was assassinated. <laughs> that was like the, it was, a, there was no internet. This rumor just spread through word of mouth and fucking wrestling magazines. Yeah. What likely, you know, took place with this was that, you know, Ultimate Warrior was dropped by the WWE. You know, uh, because he was a crazy person who didn't cooperate, you know, and, um, you know, because a lot of people will go on record and saying like the ultimate warrior was like actually insane, basically. And um, I mean, he changed his name to warrior. So that shows you like how much he fucking believed all this shit, you know, but for the ultimate warrior to be the William Shears of the professional wrestling world, you know, would you know, take a lot, you know, because it's not like he, like, you know, wore a mask. Uh, he just had face paint. So, you know, they would have had to get someone that's like, you know, similar shape and, you know, a uh, similar look, which isn't exactly easy to do when, like, I guess the most likely replacement, Carrie Von Eric, also dies in 1993. 
now um yeah the ultimate warriors like promos are like insane like i don't think we'll be able to like include audio of it because it's like wwe oh this is play this is played on youtube so okay well then yeah let's uh take a listen if if youtube uh, hasn't pulled it down we're good yeah if you haven't heard or seen any of the ultimate warrior promos like yeah we're gonna play one for you yeah this is for you and now let's go to everyone's favorite the intercontinental champion standing by the ultimate warrior Does the ultimate warrior ever come down to that normal level of consciousness? Never! I cannot let my guard down or my defenses down for one second. I live intravenously of the power of God from the heavens above. The same men that tested me time and time again and put the flow and the power in these veins and this muscle. Don't be surprised, warriors, if I'm being dragged down gravel roads behind the WWF truck. You just be sure and be there, because the ultimate warrior will bring it on. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed our hour. That sounds like, you know, a a lot of junkies (laughs) in the 90s wrote songs about heroin. That that sounds like grunge for steroid users. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's fucking Roy Grunge, bro. Over the top. He was over Feeling, the top. traveling intravenously so, through my blood and my muscles. I ah. think that's not even like the craziest one, you know. Um, he's an insane person, and that was he, the best part about the WWE was those guys on steroids. Scott Scott Steiner's math problem. Oh yeah, Steiner math is you know a classic, but. Um, yeah, the ultimate warrior, you know, what most likely happened was that he just, you know, couldn't take steroids anymore because they started drug testing wrestlers and And he got small and less interesting because his roid rage didn't make him act like an idiot. Exactly. And another thing was, is the ultimate warrior had like maybe even less moves than Hulk Hogan had. And he was you know just not that good of a wrestler so when he's not big and huge and over the top he's less interesting but another related you know conspiracy to the ultimate warriors was that he was actually murdered um and didn't die of natural causes um or he maybe even faked his own death uh because you know he was inducted into the wwe hall of fame and then the night after he made an appearance on raw and said, you know, basically like something that like is ominous and uh, ominous and retrospect, but he basically said, you know, the spirit of the warrior will live on forever. And he died that night, you know? Um, so a lot of people think that, you know, he, uh, you know, was murdered and said, I don't know why the night of the, of him, showing up on raw he didn't just look like he didn't have life in his eyes dude yeah so maybe you know i think you know another conspiracy that we could create about him is uh the warrior spirit stop using jim helwig's body as a vessel and as soon as that spirit was gone like you know found the first one-footed body he could get into and hopped on he died yeah well (laughs) ultimate warrior didn't have one foot uh, that was just Carrie Von Eric, but, um, but I thought Carrie Von Eric was the ultimate warrior. 
at, at one point. One point. Yeah. yeah. So like I think like where we're at is like possibly Di- like diabetes. Three to four people have been ultimate warrior. So and none of them have been the perfect specimen of a human. And so they all just had to keep moving on, just like you were almost there, but then well, they made you stop taking steroids. So I gotta find the next ultimate warrior. Well, it's kind of like um I don't know, uh something that you can't like hold on to for too long without it like killing you. Oh, like the ring. Exactly. The power just becomes, you know, too, you know, insurmountable and you know, it basically crushes you from the inside out. So yeah, that's I mean, that's that's wrestling for you, basically. So um and it's funny because I feel like you know, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, like supernatural spirits and like vessels and stuff, is kind of like um there's this uh, wrestling organization called uh, Shikara Pro and they like went out of business like two years ago, but they actually were like heavily influenced by uh, comic books and different stuff and like included it into the storyline. So like people have like mythical, uh, you know, mystical powers and all paranormal wrestling would be a cool, a cool gimmick. Like you go out there and like fight a hologram or something. Well, uh, one wrestler had a match against an invisible man before, um, where they're basically just like just taking bumps the whole time, like or, like, pan- like pan- pantomiming a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, like they would like show themselves like you know getting you know like you know suplexed and stuff, and uh, it was just them basically flipping around, and uh, it was entertaining, you know. Um, I don't think the Invisible Man won, um, but I could be wrong. Um, but no one, no one wins in a match with an Invisible Man. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other wrestlers have wrestled children and stuff like that. So you know, a lot of old timers like the Boomers uh, really, you know, are losing their goddamn mind over what professional wrestling has become because they're still trying to protect the business and act like this is not, you know, rehearsed stuff or you know a way of working um but yeah so i think this part will or this would conclude uh part one strange tales and wrestling but um check us out for part two remember some of this might be bullshit some of it might be true but that's up for you to decide but there is one undisputable fact and that's there's three to seven different people that played the ultimate warrior. <laughs> I'm bringing him back. <laughs> you just have to do a specific ritual. If you do the ultimate warrior ritual, which is forbidden text. Bunch, bunch of steroids in a love's bathroom. That's yeah. the ritual. <laughs> then you, you too can be possessed by the spirit of the ultimate warrior. <laughs> well, using a hep, you just use a hep C needle to do steroids in a love's bathroom. And you will, your face will become instantly painted. That is a really, that's a really simple ritual, right? Folks, don't try this at home. Thanks for listening. No, try it at the loves. (laughs) Try it at the (laughs) loves. Birds Ain't Real is a counterculture media production. To keep up with Birds Ain't Real, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, and you can listen to us wherever you stream podcasts. Thank you for listening.